You're listening to Sustainably Geeky, the podcast for everyday environmentalists. Hi, you're listening to Sustainably Geeky, episode 65. Today, we're going to be talking about green jobs, and I'm really excited that we have Leonard Adler from the Green Jobs Network. He's the CEO, and he's going to be talking to us about what they do and how they got started. So, Leonard, thank you so much for being here. Um, can you, yeah, just start by telling us the story of Green Jobs Network and how you got into this work? Sure. Great. It's uh, great to be with you. Thanks for the opportunity to share the Green Jobs Network and my story here. Um, so I started Green Jobs Network. This is actually the 15th anniversary year, so really excited about that. So um, at a high level, Green Jobs Network connects people to jobs, to career resources, and to community. And you know, I think in the conversation, we'll kind of give a little bit more detail on what that's all about. Um, how it started, I was actually doing a little bit of a career search, a job transition myself. And as I was going through that process, I realized that there really was, um, there was really a need for there to be more support um, compared to, let's say, when I was doing a job search as a student, where there you've got potentially on your campus, you've got a career office, you have career counselors. Sometimes there's job fairs that come to campus. There's really a lot of support that that can occur on on different campuses. Um, really, once um, once you're past that, um, it's it's much more challenging. And so, um, one of the things that I was hoping to do in my whatever my next job was going to be was to leverage a lot of the skills I had developed, which included things relating to kind of digital and online. And so kind of while I was doing the job search process, I thought, well, let me use those skills kind of in real time and take my skills and work on some things that I care about. And and basically there were things I was finding in the job search process. I was beginning to create websites, resource pages to help kind of people like myself. And really that organically grew into Green Jobs Network. Well, it's really great that you guys are celebrating 15 years, so congratulations. And um, I know I've been a subscriber of your newsletters for many years and seen it change and grow over the years. Um, And I'm personally very excited for this conversation as I am transitioning into uh, the field of sustainability and on the job hunt myself. Um, So can you start by telling us how you would define green jobs and maybe give some examples? Sure. No, I think that's a great question. And I think as we start the conversation, you know, I think it's important to just kind of discuss the issue of definitions because, you know, there's terms like green jobs, there's sustainability jobs, there's climate jobs. So there's a lot of things in my view where there's there's a high degree of overlap. And I think the thing that, you know, for folks that are listening to be aware of is that there's not one single definition of green jobs or, or, or climate jobs. I think it's important, whatever um, kind of source you're looking at or or referencing, to try to understand um, kind of what their definition is, right? Because there might be a a certain organization that gives out funding, right, based on a specific definition. So really understanding where people are coming from on that. And and another way this sometimes plays out when you're trying to um, document or measure how many green jobs there are, how many there might be in the future, what are they? So there's a lot of different issues around definitions. And so in the work that I do, I try to be very upfront and tell people, hey, here's my definition. You know, other people may have, there may be different definitions out there, but just, you know, where I'm coming from. And so the way I describe it kind of at a high level would be full-time, part-time or internship opportunities that provide an environmental or social benefit. And just want to kind of take a moment to unpack that a little bit in that, you know, the environmental part is probably pretty straightforward, right? Green Jobs Network doing things around the environment totally makes sense. 
Um, but in my definition, I, I am intentional around including also social impact in that. And, you know, instead of saying social and environmental jobs network, it's, you know, call it green jobs network, kind of keep it simple. But, um, but if there's an intentionality around that, and I just to give a little bit, you know, examples, right? So if we're thinking about the environment, obviously things around sustainability, that's obviously going to be very clear to folks. But in my broader definition, including social impact, we can look at something, for example, like corporate social responsibility or something like fair trade, right? So let's say you're, you know, in the, in the supermarket and you're looking at a bag of coffee and you see a little fair trade thing on it, right? So if you actually kind of unpack what fair trade is about, you know, it's not only about helping the planet. But it's just as much around people, making sure people are being paid fairly for what they're producing. And so in the work that I do, that's part of my broader definition of green. And so and for what I do, I sometimes will even say, you know, what I want to be able to do is to help people find jobs that are consistent with their values. And I do try to take this inclusive approach because for what I do, I'm trying to help as many people as possible find jobs. So, again, I, my my view is intentionally broad. So if you're thinking about you know, things, green jobs, someone might initially think, you know, obviously things like solar installer, you know, there's a whole range of things I think that would immediately come to mind around green jobs. But I just want to add the, the kind of part of what I do is also look for things regarding also social impact as well. Well, I think that's a great um, point that you make because there has been so much conversation around the intersectionality of environmentalism and social issues and um, things like that. So it's great to be all inclusive and recognize that these things all impact one another. Um, and, you know, we're seeing, I guess, an uptick in, of interest in and creation of these so-called green jobs over the last few years. So um, you've been working in this field for over a decade. Um, how would you describe, you know, the, the landscape no pun intended, for green jobs today? And what changes have you seen along the way? Yeah, no, again, that's a, a great question. Um, I, I think there's a, a couple things. One, um, you know, there's, it's kind of the field is, um, I don't call it in a more mature place. I mean, because there's still so, so, so much more that still has to be done. But compared to when I started, and I really started this around 2008, you know, there are things that might have been only um, very, very niche that are becoming more mainstream. That's kind of one probably at a very high level, particularly for people that are kind of job seekers. That's probably one key message to want to kind of communicate. And I'll just give an, a, a couple of illustrations. Probably a, a simple one is around electric vehicles. When I started this work in back around 2008, there pretty much were almost no electric vehicles. There's, you know, nominal sales, if any, right? So almost nothing. So today, if you take a look at the state of electric vehicles, it's a very, very, very different landscape, both in terms of the number of electric vehicles being made, purchased out on the road, you know, both number of units as a percent of all vehicle sales. And then if you look at what the future is going to be like, you know, you have, you know, auto manufacturers across the board saying that is the future and they're taking steps today to move towards that. So something that was very much almost barely on the radar to today, it's really much more kind of growing. You know, there's a, certainly a lot of growth around that. You can look at something else like renewable energy. When I started this work to today, if you look at the percent of energy that is being produced via renewable sources, it's a very, very different world now than it was, you know, basically 10 or 15 years ago. So kind of at a high level, um, that's, you know, there's been some big changes there. there. Also, when it comes to funding, you know, and funding kind of, you know, it's it's never like a purely straight line, but there's a lot, lot, lot more funding 
that's happening now, whether you're looking at things like from you know, investors, whether you're looking at things that are happening more at the kind of public investment. So there's just, there's a lot more money that's there. So in a sense, the field has been growing. Um, but again, it, it's never a straight line. There's fits and starts, but I think at a high level, and it's certainly for me, who's been in this field for a long time, it's exciting to see that kind of growth. And also um, there's certainly been a growth in the number of people that are interested in doing these opportunities. And so um, it's great to see again, more and more interest because these these are issues that need more and more attention. So it's, it is kind of all hands on deck. So that that is inspiring as I do this work day in, day out. Yeah, and I, I think it's interesting that you said uh, that a lot of the jobs didn't exist or were barely you know on the horizon when you were starting out because I remember when I was you know in high school or college, they would tell us like the jobs your kids are going to have don't even exist yet, but the jobs you want, you know, you don't even know about because they, they don't exist. We haven't invented them. We haven't even created the industry. And, you know, it sounds kind of scary, but it's actually exciting when you think about the opportunities that are there. And um, for a lot of folks who are unfortunately having to switch, you know, jobs because of the transition to the green economy, um, this creates a lot more options for them, I think. So, um, yes, as long as we're... <laughs> making sure to upskill people and train them, you know, on these, these new clean jobs and everything. Yes, um, and just briefly, just to uh, echo that point, and, um, and it, this topic may come up again, I think there's a point you mentioned, just want to highlight it for people listening is, it is a time of change, you know, and, and obviously life is all about change, but there's also times of this kind of more change. And so I think to be aware, whether you're starting or shifting and so forth, that is a time of change, um, I think to just simply acknowledge that, because that can also be unsettling, but then also it can provide opportunities as compared to things being, you know, static, sorry, no, no change, sorry, you can't, can't do anything different. But, but this is definitely a time of change. So you, you touched upon that. So I just wanted to kind of highlight that for folks listening. Yeah, for sure. Thank you. Um, so what advice would you offer someone who's just starting in their career or in college, maybe looking to start in the field of, you know, sustainability or green jobs? Sure. And I think as we begin to talk about um, kind of providing kind of guidance for, for folks, so hopefully we'll be able to talk about that um, for a bit now. Um, I think there's maybe some overarching messages I think are helpful. And that's if you're just, you know, if you're in school or even potentially even out of school. So I think, um, I think there's a, a couple of things. So first, I would say at a high level, and this actually builds on what you were just speaking to, is there's two, there are a couple of themes would be one is to be optimistic and realistic. So kind of trying to hold both those things. And the optimistic part is because, as again, we've been talking about that these are macro growing trends, right? And so it might not be a perfect straight line, but from a job seeker standpoint, to position yourself in a field that's growing, you know, that's, you know, I'd say that's pretty smart, right? So you can kind of hold that optimism. And again, like you were saying, there's going to be jobs of the future that are being created, right? So look forward to those, right? So there's this optimism, you know, want to hold out for folks. And at the same time, it is important to be realistic, right? I've done job search. I've applied for jobs, right? You can look on different places and you'll see, okay, this job's posted, you know, two weeks after the posting, you'll see, okay, it's had, they've had 200 applicants, right? So, you know, it can be very challenging in the job search and, and the work that I do is intentionally about being very practical and meeting job seekers where they are. And so um, I think it's important to keep that sense of, of a reality check, which is, um, you know, even though there's a field that's growing, it doesn't mean look as you you know, the jobs are as plentiful as we all want. And so I think being able to hold both of those things at a high level, this optimism and realism as you 
kind of explore the space. I think that's that's kind of some some pillars. And then kind of the second major pillar, and then I think there'll be some kind of, I'd say more some practical tips as well can give, um, give for people is, um, is to really, is to keep in mind that there's a place for you in this space. And I think, um, you know, not, not to do kind of complete myth busting, but sometimes I think there can be, um, I've seen, you know, there, there can be an impression that, that only with a certain type of skill or a certain type of background or a certain type of person, you know, only you can get a job. And I'm here to kind of say no, right? So that there's a place for you in the space. And so, you know, whether or not you're interested in policy, whether you're interested in engineering, law, finance, you know, what, whatever topic you're interested in, if you're interested in conservation, if you're interested in renewable energy, are you interested in food issues? You know, there's a place for you in the space. And in fact, um, you're really needed in the space. And so so those are some kind of messages really for anyone that's looking for a job in the space. I just want to make sure kind of kind of share with folks as kind of a foundational thing as we continue the conversation. Um, so and then I do have some things for for folks in college, but I just want to pause, you know, if, I don't know if there's any um Kind of reflections that you have uh, with the things I just mentioned. Uh, well, for me per personally, it's it's very um, encouraging to hear that because, as I said, I'm kind of in the job search stage myself, and sometimes it can get very disheartening when you're you're looking at these jobs and you think, oh, I have to have this exact experience, or I have to be, you know, this person with with this exact resume, and to know, you know, that that someone who's done this for a long time. Um, and has seen all the options that are out there saying, you know, actually, you know, there's going to be something that, that it fits you. Maybe it's just not exactly what you're looking at is, is very good to hear. So, um, and, and also it makes me think like, man, every job is a green job in some way, right? Like you're saying lawyers and, and um, technicians, and we need, we need a little bit of everybody. Like you can really find a way to make any job impact the environment for the better. Sure. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I think there are different studies that are done, um, both whether it's kind of national, state, other entities will do kind of the, the kind of workforce development kind of analysis. And they'll highlight examples of different occupations within whether it's clean energy, whether it's green climate. And you'll see there's a distribution of jobs, you know, within these different sectors. So you can think of, let's say, a, a solar company. Right. There's going to be lots of different job functions at the company. And you can take that, you know, in, in a variety, you can take that parallel into a variety of different arenas. Um, so let me, um, cause I think you'd ask the question about college uh, for people in college or starting out. So I wanna give a couple tips um, for people in that, in that position. Um, so I think one thing um, is to, I think be mindful is, are you in a place of exploration? And I'd say the earlier you are in your career journey, the more I would encourage, but it's certainly not limited. I think at any time, it, Throughout your life, I think it's it, be mindful of. Hey, I might want to do some exploration, but I think particularly if you're starting out, is to give yourself a chance and take action that enables you to explore. Because I can't really underemphasize how broad we're talking about when we're talking about green jobs or climate jobs or sustainability jobs. It encompasses so many different types of sector, so many different types of job functions, and so the, it's it is it is big. And so trying to understand what is it that you are passionate about from a topic standpoint, like we're mentioning, is conservation something? Could it be something around, you know, food systems, for example? So whatever that is, is but giving yourself a chance to explore. And there's obviously a lot of ways one can explore, but to be in mind, let's say, hey, I want to go and, and kind of explore things. So that's, I'd say, um, kind of one bucket. And in addition, you know, as I've been talking about um, 
kind of sectors within green, right? So you're thinking about whether it's conservation, energy efficiency, food systems, all the rest, is also thinking about the type of work that you want to do. Because a key thing in the job search process is thinking about what kind of value can you bring to an employer? You know, a lot of times when, when um, employers are posting jobs, you know, they have the need they need to have filled. And so, you know, if you can be position yourself so you can say, hey, you know, I can fill that need, that obviously can put you in a good situation. And so thinking about exploring also what kind of work you like to do. Do you like working with information and data? Do you like working with people? You know, what is it that you like to do from a kind of skills and what kind of enables you to thrive and you get energy from is also giving yourself a chance to kind of explore on that front. Um, and then kind of continuing on a bit, you know, there's definitely I'd say there's more and more attention being paid to, to helping, I'd say, address people getting some of those first opportunities. Right. Because you, there's this common thing where you're applying for a job they want that you have experience. But then the question is, well, how do I get the experience to get the job that requires the experience? Right. And so there's more and more efforts to try to kind of help open up things where people can get these first opportunities because there's an understanding, hey, we have to make sure that there's, you know, we're creating these pathways for people to get into the space. So specifically, I would say, look for internships and there's more and more different internship opportunities and also an attention making sure that internships are paid as well. So looking at internships and also fellowships and fellowships can be both um, something for full-time mid-career, but also fellowships for people for their first job, for example, out of school. So um, kind of paying attention in addition to what I would describe as the traditional um, kind of job postings, you know, scenario is lo also look for things that are both internships, fellowships. And then the last um, thing it, I would say is around networking. And it's, it's, you know, sometimes there's this saying, right, it's not just what you know, it's who you know. So just thinking about how you can, um, you know, meet people, build that network, whether that's going to events, other things. And if you're obviously in school, there can be things potentially through your alumni, you know, community. Um, I'm actually involved as an alum with some of the places I have degrees from. Different, there's different kind of sustainability groups that are being set up specifically for alumni. So there could be some interesting things as a student kind of connecting up with alumni as well. So anyway, so those are a number of tips for, for folks kind of more in the college um, state of things. Um, so I think that's, I think probably going to give a, a pause with that, with that at this point. Yeah, I will uh, echo the, the suggestion for networking. I mean, I think I got my last two or three jobs through networking from different groups that I was in or volunteer opportunities and volunteering is a great way to get experience and meet people in the field and hopefully get your face in front of them so that when they do have an opportunity that they'll think of you and um, know that you're, you've got the experience or they've seen you work or, or have the work ethic or whatever. So um, great suggestions and really exciting time to be in college and starting a career in, in the field. If Even if you don't know what you wanna do, I mean, you have so many options to pick from now and you have colleges and universities offering you know, tracks and degrees in this field. Whereas um, when I was coming up, that wasn't really an option as much. So um, yeah, that's that's great. And for those of us who are maybe transitioning from a different job or field and looking to work in, in a more sustainable job, uh, what advice would you offer? Because, you know, maybe took a more circuitous route or we've been trying other things and decided I wanna jump into this field or now we're, we're seeing the opportunities and want to, you know, see what's out there. Yeah. So I think a couple of, of things, actually, I just want to go back to college, just one brief thing, and then we'll jump into this is one thing I am seeing more um, 
are dedicated events on campus specifically around around these topics. So, for example, um, job fairs that are focused on employers that are whether it's green jobs, you know, climate and so forth. So there's there's definitely there's more and more, I think, um, attention being paid to be responsive to the opportunity in terms of the employment opportunities and also the interest among um, students for these types of jobs as well. So just wanted to kind of wrap that up. And then, so for transitioning, I think there's a couple of things. Um, you know, one thing I would say to, to keep in, in mind uh, as well is that, you know, if if you happen to think like, oh, I wish I would have started this this journey earlier, what I would say is, you know, you know, the best time might've been yesterday, but the next best time is today. So if you're interested in making kind of this transition, I'd say, give yourself a pat on the back, you know, so it uh, in terms of, I'm being interested in kind of making that transition. And as I to echo what I said before, again, there's a place for you in the space. Um, and what I would say, you know, again, at a, I think there's a couple of things just kind of from a strategic standpoint, you know, in, in thinking about shifting your job, I think there's a few, you can think of it as um, kind of dimensions and I'll describe them. And I, the basic point will be, you know, the fewer dimensions you can change at once, I think generally um, the easier it is you make life on yourself, right? So one dimension can be location, right? Sometimes people are making, want to change their job in a context of maybe I want to live somewhere else, right? I actually made a big move. I was living on the um, on the East Coast and I made a big move to the West, right? So people may be doing location is one variable, right? Another variable can be um, kind of the, the sector you work in, right? So it could be before I was working in... Uh, Let's say you're working in sector A and now you want to work in sustainability. So you're making this sector switch, right? So that's the second thing. And the third thing I would describe as kind of the, the functional skills that you're actually using in your job. So imagine someone says, well, I was an attorney and now I want to be an accountant, right? And so, so those are three different dimensions, so location, kind of sector, and then skill. So my the high level suggestion is the fewer of those you try to change at once, the easier it is you make make it on yourself. You don't have to. You could change all of them at once if you'd like to, but the easier, the fewer you, you change at once, the easier things can be from a job search standpoint. So to be specific, um, so imagine you stay in the same location and um, you're, you're going to still use the same skills you have. You simply want to change your sector. That to me would be kind of um, only changing one of those three variables and make your life a little bit easier. And so by that, so just thinking about, um, and so then the question for you as a job seeker is, you know, am, am I trying to change all of them, some of them and so forth? So if, and, and I think one, I don't call it suggestion, but I'd say one thing to think about in terms of positioning yourself is that if you do have strong skills in a particular sector, is thinking about how you can take those skills and move them into sustainability, right? So give an example, let's say you are really great expertise in marketing or social media marketing, you know, for example, to even be more specific. If you have a really good skills, but you've been working, let's say for a certain type of company, right, that's maybe not involved sustainability, but you've got really good skills, you can, you know, demonstrate results like, oh, I created these campaigns that drove sales or more memberships or more signups or people that came to events, whatever that is. If you've got those kind of really good skills that demonstrate results and just thinking about, okay, well, how can I take that position that and find, you know, employers or opportunities in this new field and say, hey, I've d delivered results here. I can deliver results in this sector. So that would kind of be at a high level, just thinking about um, positioning yourself to be as competitive as possible, because going back to something I said earlier, think about how you can demonstrate value. That's really important. And it's even more so 
when you're a little bit farther out in your career. And, and I think the other piece of this is as you're working on, on what I'm just describing, there's certainly ways you can um, upskill, you can get more education and training as you're trying to move over um, as well in different, whether it's sustainability topics or potentially getting a certain certification, you know, for example, in sustainability, um, potentially you might even say you want to get an additional degree, um, for example. So there's a lot of things you can do to invest in your own education and training. But really thinking about um, if you currently have really high value marketable skills, that'd be something I would certainly encourage um, people to think about because um, you know, if you've got some that's very valuable skill, you know, more often than not in the sustainability space, there's an interest in that, right? So if you're a really good attorney, well, guess what? You know, in, in sustainability, climate, environmental space, they need good lawyers, just to give you like another example, right? Need good lawyers, need good marketing. If you've got great accounting skills, you know, I've seen a whole number of jobs just in the past like week or two focused just on accounting, for example. So anyway, so those are just at some high level um, kind of guidance for folks involved in transitioning. And I myself, I kind of, in a sense, did that same transition from I was working, you know, kind of more full time in legal space. And I've taken a lot of the kind of marketing and other digital skills, as I mentioned earlier, and really kind of created my own green job, which is something we might um, touch on maybe before we're done today. Yeah, I, I definitely want to talk about your journey. Um, but real quick, um, I want to go back to something you said about how to basically, I guess, sell your skills um, to show that, you know, I have transferable marketable skills that will help this company. Are there resources out there? Maybe you guys have some on your website that folks can use to help, you know, translate what they did in one job into the job that they want. Because I know when I'm looking at job descriptions, sometimes I'm like, I think I can do that, but I don't know how to say that based on what my resume currently shows. You know, that, that's a great question. Actually, um, I think probably the initial thing I would say on that is, uh, you know, Green Shops Network, what I try to do is to really be a portal for there's so many great, um, you know, resources, people, organizations that are all part of this kind of field and movement. So more often than not, what people do when they come to Green Shops Network is they go find another great resource, right? Um, and so uh, for the question you asked, what I would the first thing that comes to mind are really around people that serve as I would describe as career coaches in the space. And it, you know, and so I've listed, there's a definitely a number that I've listed on the website because that the type of question that you've asked is, is common where people I'm really having, remember I was describing earlier around, oh yeah, it's a different, when I was in school, I could just go to like the career, career office, the career center, right. And have someone kind of answer all my questions. And so, and really help me craft things. So I think for something like that, that'd be the initial thing I'd say. And, within the space that we're talking about, there are people who have very specific expertise just in sustainability, right? Just in climate, just in green jobs. That's what they do is really help people kind of day in, day out, whether that's, you know, resume cover letter, even thinking about how do you update maybe your LinkedIn profile, for example. So a lot of these kind of nuts and bolts to really kind of, you know, kind of dot the I's and cross the T's from an application standpoint. There are people who are out there who can definitely do that. So that'd be the first suggestion I'd say is on the website, there's definitely kind of list a number of these people who are, who are great in the field. Awesome. That's a great resource. And um, I'm just so happy that everything's in one place where you can <laughs> find it all, uh, not have to search 50 different sites and, you know, hope you find something helpful. So. Um, yeah, let's talk about your journey to starting Green Jobs Network. And, and you said you had a different career prior to that, and you used a lot of those um, same skills to create your new job. So for for folks who are maybe considering doing the same or some kind of an entrepreneurship pathway, um, what advice would you offer them? 
Yeah. So a couple of things. Um, I think at a high level, what I would say is that it, it's it's not it's not it's not some easy street, right? And so you know, it's not like oh, this is the easy way to go get a job or create a job or or things like that. You know, it can be um, just as hard and potentially harder to create something from scratch or on the entrepreneurship pathway as compared to plugging into an existing organization. So. But but and I think but I think it's important that we include this in our discussion today because I talk about this as well. It's not only applying for green jobs, but it could be you create your own own opportunity. And obviously, I can can speak to that. And I think the other thing about entrepreneurship is I would say, I think another change maybe from when I started to now also is that you know entrepreneurship I think is is something that is is just much more common. I think there's more tools, more opportunities. There's more of a mindset around that. And I would encourage people, even if you're not like, oh, I'm not trying to, if you're not saying I'm going to go start a business or start a nonprofit or something like that, I think both being entrepreneurial in your job search and then thinking about entrepreneurship, even, um, you know, kind of day to day in what you're doing, I think can help you be competitive. So entrepreneurial, for example, could be in addition to applying for jobs, maybe you, you know, start a blog or you start, a, you know, some other thing, you start a newsletter, you do things that enable you to do something. And I, I think one thing that's very helpful in the job kind of process itself is being able to show, to show something. And, you know, particularly too, we've talked about um, also people transitioning and so forth, is that in addition to having strong, you know, high value skills is thinking about how you can demonstrate your interest and commitment right? Because a common question that an employer will ask or they'll look at when they're reviewing you know, applications is, why is this person interested in this? Is it just a job? Because also there's there can be a bit of, um, let's say there's a mission orientation to a lot of the work in this field, right? There's, you know, there, the people care, right? <laughs> there's a cause, right? And so when you're able to do something, um, you know, that enables you to show it and say, not only do I tell you I'm carrying in my cover letter, but I can show you, here's what I did. To, to demonstrate that. And also you can also learn by doing things um, as well. So just want to emphasize entrepreneurship isn't just for someone trying to start up something new, but being entrepreneurial. Um, like this podcast, in my view, is an example of entrepreneurship and, and you you know should get credit for being able to create that, right? And so, um, so being able to think about what can you do um, and create and contribute um, it, it, there's a lot of ways you can do that day in, day out. That doesn't require you to start a business. <laughs> so just want to kind of highlight that really at the outset. So, um, and then I can transition here now and kind of mention, okay, if you're trying to start something, I think there's a few things. Another thing that's, I think, a, a positive trend in this space from when I started is that there's more support, right? So if you said, I really do care about this issue, I have a, a, an idea for something, I see a need and I have an idea or a team that I think can help meet it there's much more support now than really there's ever been. And so to give an example of what some of that support looks like, um, mentioned fellowships. There's examples of fellowships that are out there that enable you to, um, if you have an idea to, um, you know, to get some funding, like seed funding to get it off the ground, um, for example. So um, that's kind of one thing to mention. There's going to be some fellowships. And then also um, there are now things like accelerator programs or incubator programs so that you're not alone. One of the things that can be challenging as an entrepreneur is that you may be starting with, you know, limited, you know, resources, limited support. It's not like you're going to an office where there's a lot of other people there necessarily. Right. So and that can be very helpful in terms of just kind of getting things going. And so there are um, everything from whether it's kind of space to work in, funding support, mentorship. So 
again, on the Green Jobs Network website, there are examples of a lot of these now, and they're dedicated just to, to, to climate, to, to green, sustainability. So there's definitely more um, support. So an example of a kind of a tip that'll come of that would be to do your, do your homework and find out, you know, are there funders that can support me or my team or my idea? Not only are there funders, are there accelerator programs? And also what you'll find is there's, you know, business plan competitions as well. So really throughout the, the kind of life cycle, I would describe of an entrepreneur from more of an idea stage to kind of prototype, to kind of first launch to let's say even early revenue, there's much more support um, out there um, on that. So really, I'd say just as an entrepreneur, I would encourage you to be entrepreneurial and kind of research those and try to plug into that. Um, and then potentially, you know, find ways to, um, you know, share with people what you're doing to try to find, you know, partners in this as well. Because again, there's there's a lot of people out there who, who care about these issues and it could be, you might find a co-founder, co you might find some other people can really help help contribute to whatever it is you want to build. Yeah, those are great uh, pieces of advice. And, and as a former Chamber of Commerce employee myself, I would be remiss if I didn't say, you know, check out your local chambers if you're looking to start something in your local community and see what they offer. Because a lot of times they have um, help for new businesses or even businesses that have been around a while, they offer, you know, supports. And um, having seen accelerators and incubators in action, they're really great um, organizations to be a part of um, for all the reasons you mentioned, as well as they offer networking with other business owners and just maybe mentorship opportunities that you can't get elsewhere. So um, yeah, if you're into the mentor, the, the entrepreneurship route, then those are, are great places to start. And thank you for um, shouting out the podcast as well. I was thinking when you said that, would the podcast count? Because I have learned quite a bit doing this. You know, I mean, I do it mostly for for the fun and the love of it, but also, you know, selfishly, I, I want to learn and meet people and see what they're doing. So, um, yeah. Well, before we finish, um, you know, we're talking a lot about people who are actively looking for jobs and or in school training for the next step. Um, but what about for those folks who aren't quite ready to make that transition or who you know, may be open to it in the future, but they're not quite there yet? Do you have any tips for those folks? Yeah, and again, you, you touched upon this earlier when you talked about kind of the jobs of the future. So I think it's great we can spend a couple minutes on this. So I think the first thing says, I don't have a crystal ball, <laughs> so I can't predict the future. But I would say, and some of these tips, I think, can also be useful for people even kind of looking today. There's obviously a lot of overlap, you know, today, you know, and tomorrow. Um, and I'd say, so one, one thing I would say is to or give a kind of some high level tips. So one would be to follow the money which is, you know, if someone, if you ask me where are the jobs going to be kind of tomorrow, I would say if you can find out where the money is being invested today, that will, you know, give you at least um, some, you know, kind of window into where the jobs will be tomorrow. And so, and, and as I mentioned also earlier, you know, there's a lot of funding, you know, and there's, there's obviously a lot of reports, there's a lot of analysis being gone on to really, for example, tackle climate change in a robust, meaningful way how much money needs to be invested globally. You know, and you're talking about just enormous sums of money, right? And so um, all that money is not being invested today, but there's certainly more and more money being invested. As I mentioned, that can be from private investors, that can be from companies making investments, that can be from philanthropy, that can be from the public sector. So there's a lot of money being invested. And so then part of the opportunity, you know, as a job seeker is to identify that. 
And one of the tips I would say, and we can talk about it here, but I think it's also true really for anyone, you know, looking is to pay attention, for example, to the news. So uh, because, you know, being able to find you might read a news article that'll say, oh, this company has just announced, uh, you know, they're opening up a new battery factory in this community or this, you know, company just announced that they got two hundred million dollars to develop this new, you know, new technology whatever it is. And so being able to identify the news, whether that's a new plant, you know, new funding announcement, things like that, that can tell you. So if I saw an announcement that said, let's say a major company is going to, you know, open up a plant in, you know, two years time, that's going to have 4,000 jobs. Well, that just told, gave me a window into where the jobs are going to be tomorrow, right? They said, well, in two years from now, there's going to be 4,000 jobs at this factory or this plant. So I'm paying attention, um, really. So following the money. So there's a lot of ways to follow the money. So one is by the news it just itself. There are some um, very good specialized resources out there that, um, for example, will kind of um, summarize new funding. Because really, almost every week, there's going to be a new funding announcement. And you know, another startup or a larger enterprise has gotten some you know, new funding round. So there definitely there are a lot of great resources um, to track that. So again, on the website, again, to try to make things a little bit easier, um, so you don't have to try to track them all down. Um, we do kind of list a number of these that can be you know, newsletters. They, these are existing organizations, and they really they focus on the space. They study the space. Um, and again, you may, depending on what your kind of lens is, you might say, well, I'm going to just keep paying attention to you know, the um, the national government, you know, in my country to, to, because they may be continuing to make announcements on new funding initiatives as well. So because funding is coming from a lot of different corners here, paying attention to where you can track that, those developments, so whether that's, you know, key newsletters, whether that's just paying attention to news sources, um, that's kind of one of the most important things is really to follow the money um, kind of in this space, because that will tell you where jobs are going to be um, at least a window into it going forward. So that's kind of one bucket. The other one, um, which kind of relates a little bit to something we we're talking about earlier, is to follow the startups. And so, because if you ask me where a job's going to be tomorrow, I would say, well, if you can identify where kind of new businesses are being, or new organizations can be nonprofits as well, if you can identify kind of new enterprises being started today, that's where jobs may be tomorrow, right? Because you know, many organization, they think of it as um, there's kind of a life cycle when you first are starting up. It could be there's just one or two, right? If things go well, well, that two becomes 10, can be 100, potentially can be 1,000, right? And so, and I've seen that, you know, in, in, in this space. I've seen companies that were very small, that before they were big, <laughs> you know, things like that. So being able to track the startups is something else. And so some of the news, kind of paying attention to news and sources that I just mentioned can help that as well. But I think there's some other things to call out. So when we're talking before about entrepreneurial, um, you know, areas, a, a great thing that if we turn around from a job seeker standpoint, when we're talking about these incubators and accelerators, as a job seeker, I would go look at those, right? Whether or not I want to start up something because these accelerators or incubators, they will actually show you here are portfolio companies, right? Some places may have 10, 20 or more companies in their portfolio. So those are potentially, you know, startup or early stage, not always, but that gives you suddenly a list of places to look at for opportunities. And I think a cool thing also I've seen in the space is that these de dedicated um, kind of accelerators, you know, and funders, they uh, have occasionally been launching job boards on their website that aggregate the opportunities across all their portfolio companies, which is so helpful as a job seeker, right? So instead of going through looking at the job site of 25 different right um, companies in the portfolio, 
they just have pulled them all in one place on their website, which is great. And so I've linked to a lot of these different um, accelerator kind of aggregated job sites. I've linked to them, you know, obviously on the Green Jobs Network website. But so those are some examples, both in terms of follow the money and then to follow the startups. And I'd say maybe a couple last things on the startup is, you know, mention also things like business plan competitions. And so you can look at not only who won it, let's say this year, but you can even look at, okay, well, who won it last year and see now maybe where they are today. And so those, that's another kind of resource or organizations that got some kind of large, let's say a fellowship or other award as well. Um, not only who got it this year, but maybe a year or two earlier, because again, they may be a little bit farther along. So again, they may be having more opportunities. And so, and I've, I've seen this both on the funding and startups where, you know, there'll be a funding announcement, you know, at this point in time, a few months later, yeah, they've got a lot more job listings on their website. So, so those are a couple tips in terms of being able to kind of um, at least being able to identify what some opportunities are. Well, and your newsletter has a very comprehensive list of, of all the things you mentioned. So um, definitely appreciate that. And I know that's a lot of work so <laughs> to, to compile all that. But um, yeah, you can find a lot of the information you mentioned there and, and the website. Um, and, and you mentioned um, a lot of times governments are throwing more money into this. And I know at least in the United States, I've seen them launching like a climate core um, and, and several different green jobs uh, initiatives and incentive packages. So that's really exciting when you see federal dollars going into that, because that means, again, like you said, they're prioritizing it and there's money to actually help train people and get people ready for these jobs, not just just talk about it. So, um, yeah, I, is there anything else you wanted to add before we, we finish up that we maybe haven't touched on or? Um, no, I mean, I, I think we've covered a lot. I think there's there's always more I can talk about on this, but <laughs> yeah, um, I, we've covered, I think we've covered a, a lot, you know, in terms of being able to at least provide some, I think it's almost like a, a 101 kind of starting point for, for people. Yeah, well, and on that note, um, are there any resources you would share with folks who want to learn more? Sure, yeah. Uh, and again, I kind of, you know, touched upon this and it's interesting because you'd made this um, comment earlier, you know, having to go to this place and the other one. That was really how Green Jobs Network started. I know I kind of mentioned the story a little bit at the beginning, but then kind of, I kind of wanted to just kind of stop so we can get into the actual kind of heart of the conversation. But really, one of the things I started to do is to really just compile these resources because there are so many great resources out there. And again, the field is so also so kind of broad and diverse. And so some of my background was really about being able to compile information, make it accessible and understandable for people. That was part of a prior, you know, role that I'd had. And so, so that's a lot of what um, I do at Green Jobs Network. So there's both links to lots, not only job boards that Green Jobs Network has, but also links to other job boards, for example. So examples of resources that try to compile, and there's, there's always more. So there's always kind of updating taking place would be, can think of, we've talked about um, coaches, right, career coaches. On the website, you'll also find recruiters because also in this space, there's specialty recruiters that are involved um, in hiring in this space. So you'll find some of those mentioned um, places where um, there are these aggregated sites that incubators or accelerators will have. Also kind of building out kind of um, like a calendar. So if there's, let's say, um, career events that are taking place or job fairs, you can find those on the website. Um, things around, um, you know, I would describe broadly within education and training, and that can be books that people have written that talk about the space. There can be 
industry reports that are describing, you know, here is how we're looking at the, the workforce and here's opportunities. Here are going to be high demand occupations into the future. So when there are reports like that that come out, try to add that to the website again so you don't have to try to track all these things down as well. So so a lot of these resources and also from kind of the community kind of networking side, you know, Green Shops Network runs, you know, a large group on, for example, on LinkedIn that people can join. Obviously, I'm there. It's, you know, free to join that. But there's more and more community spaces now for people to join. So trying to list a lot of those as well. So again, there's so many great resources out there. So again, at a high level, I'm trying to compile all those and put them in one place um, as well um, for folks. So again, you can find a lot of those just through um, through the website. Like on one of the sites, I've kind of put them under something right now called the Climate Career Hub, for example. Um, with just different sections, so you can kind of you know go deeper into the particular resource that you're looking for. Perfect, and I'm sure yeah, folks can spend hours and hours looking at all that because there's so much. Um, are there any books or or I don't know podcasts, movies, uh, things that that when when you started this or even now you know that you found particularly impactful? Um, I mean, I'd say I I, I don't know. I'm not sure if I'm in a able to describe kind of a single like kind of light bulb moment. What I actually tell you is, you know, part of how I came to this work is actually from more of, um, it was almost, I would describe like part of my own background is it was, I grew up in a very low income environment. And so issues around um, poverty or economic justice, um, you know, that's a lens I've had with me for a long time, really throughout my life. I mean, I, you know, and so I think those are things that I think part of my, part of, why um, what motivates me in the work that I do um, is the opportunity, particularly around jobs as well, is to enable people to have um, also economic opportunity and to make sure that those opportunities really can be um, kind of shared as equitably as possible in society. Um, that's important to me. Um, and that's really part of my core values and why I do this work. And so, you know, that's, um, you know, I kind of, I came to this work with that and, um, you know, kind of, again, day in, day out. So in addition, obviously, to the issues we're trying to address, you know, as a, you know, collectively, it's also important to me kind of who can benefit from this investment, who can benefit from these opportunities. Um, so that's, I'd say, again, that's that's kind of part of what motivates me. Great. Well, thank you for all you do and for, um, yeah, for being on the show. Um, we'll... I guess transition over now to our green life hack segment of the show, which is just where we each offer one thing that people can do if they want to live more sustainably, maybe reduce their carbon impact. So, um, Leonard, would you like to start us out? Sure. Yeah, no, this is fun. Um, what I would say, uh, there are a couple things. You know, again, you know, you mentioned also kind of this, the intersectionality, and I, I do look at things holistically too to kind of echo that and. You know, I kind of have for myself all this kind of, um, it's not like a mantra, but this notion it's, it's, you know, healthy people and a healthy planet. To me, they're so interrelated. And, um, and so there are things that I think officially they're separate from my work at Green Jobs Network, you know, that I do. I have to put on a different hat, but I do things within the broader, um, you know, I would describe health and wellness um, area, fitness. There's, there's some things I'm doing. There's things I want to do <laughs> from an entrepreneurial standpoint. But, um, but for me, thinking about um, personal health and just so something very practical, um, you know, is, for example, just walking, right? And so, and, uh, and, you know, big picture, when you're looking about climate, there's obviously a lot of different, you know, areas, you know, transportation is clearly one of those. So 
I'd say both for myself and I obviously encourage that. I think walking, um, whether that's walking to, you know, for an errand. And so you're substituting some other form of transportation just for walking. Not only is that good for the planet, but also it's good for you from your own kind of health. And I think also just from an enjoyment standpoint to appreciate, you know, the outdoors and what we have, you know, to the extent that that's possible where forever, wherever you're listening, hopefully that that's, that's possible for you, but um, really walking. And I obviously I'm a runner, but that, you know, that's, you know, that, that's even another um, kind of thing as well. But really just being able to walk um, where, when you can, to me, that would be something simple. Uh, and I do think in general, this, I think there are, there, there's a lot of, um, there are things that aren't simple that need to be done for sure. But I think also day to day as an individual, if you can identify something simple you can do and also can make your health, can support your health. I think that's, that, those are the win-wins that I love. Yeah, definitely. It's a great one. Um, mine is uh, not quite as, um, I don't know, exciting, but <laughs> uh, it's, it's, I guess, more uh, looking forward to the holiday season for those who are celebrating um, in whatever way they are. Uh, this will be coming out um, close to December, so lots of holidays happening there. Um, for folks who will be looking for gifts for folks or um, ways to celebrate, uh, consider shopping used, buying something at a thrift shop or maybe on the marketplace or maybe upcycling things to make something new for them. So you're not uh, buying brand new and, you know, contributing to the overconsumption problem that we already have. So, um, yeah, just a, just a couple things to think about. And uh, Leonard, again, thank you so much for being on the show. And uh, where can we find you and or Green Jobs Network online? Sure. Yeah, you can find Green Jobs Network. It's just a Green Jobs, so that's plural. Greenjobs.net. Um, you can find that'll take you to a lot of different Green Jobs Network. Has lots of different websites, some specialty sites, and things like that. But that's simple, great place to start. And then the best place to find me is just on LinkedIn. Um, so you just search my name, Leonard Adler, Green Jobs Network. Um, hopefully, you'll find me there. So um, yeah, that, that's how it can be found. Awesome. And we will be linking to the website and all of the resources we've talked about in the show notes. So um, if, you're, if you're not able to write it all down now or look it up, you can look for it there. Um, and you can find the show wherever you listen to podcasts um, on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. And um, that's Sustainably Geeky, of course. And uh, me personally, you can find on Instagram and Twitter at Het's Gonna Be Me. Um, Leonard, again, thank you so much for being on. I'm excited to see where Green Jobs Network goes in the next 15 years. And um, yeah, thanks for the for the great conversation. Great, thank you, Jennifer, and thanks for all the work that you're doing and for for enabling you know these types of conversations and all the success you've had with the podcast. So definitely wish you continued success. All right, thank you so much. Have a great rest of your day, everyone. This has been a presentation of the Epically Geeky Network. 